0: When we're doing meditation practice, it's not just to have a pleasant experience for an hour, but it's like a support that hopefully will follow us into everyday life. When the moon is full and the stars are out, we feel very peaceful. But how do we traverse those pieces of our life when it's dark, stressful, or we feel despair, losing balance, or we feel unable to pass through something that's happening with centeredness, with much stillness. This practice of being aware, of maintaining mindfulness from moment to moment creates a bridge for us, a wide and stable bridge that we can use to traverse difficult times. What is useful is to practice making those crossings. It's helpful to learn how to do this when we feel strong, when we feel clear. But when we live day by day in a mind that feels shut down or a heart that is tense and clamped and stressed, it makes it very difficult to go through difficult times. Now, if we are taking care of someone who's going through the process of dying, who's experiencing devastating illness, and you are the person that they rely upon for their daily needs or to help them out with chores at home or getting through these last months or weeks of their lives it's very important that we ourselves are well balanced and well connected so that their distress is not going to throw us off balance so meditation becomes an invaluable tool you might think that it's only going to help me it's not going to help the other person but as I said early on in this course it's contagious. It really is. If they feel that their distress is not shaking you, then you can sit there and be a, a pillar. You can be that bridge for them in a way. We did talk about the way the mind gets thrown off balance and how we lean in different directions, grasping for things that we think will make us feel secure when we're experiencing strong desires and we don't want to be with the present moment or when we're bringing up all kinds of feelings of anger or hostility or we feel conflicted when we're sleepy, when we're restless, distracted, when we're in doubt, we're confused. You can describe those mind states to yourselves in different ways. All of those states of mind are a form of disease like mental illness I don't mean that we're mad in the sense that we have to be locked up but the mind is not at ease and not being at ease means it's dis it's not at ease, it's not at rest so when we're not at rest how is it possible for us to be aware of what is causing this dis-ease. In order for us to understand how the mind is being thrown off balance so that we can then learn to stay connected and be at peace, we have to be like self-medicators or self-doctors. What does a doctor do? A doctor investigates the cause and then identifies it gets a good idea, maybe has, sometimes has to guess. You might not know, well, what, what's wrong with me? Why am I so upset? Sometimes it'll be hard to figure it out. But you just keep poking around in there until you have that moment where you go, aha. It's helpful to see that you're angry. But the next thing is, it's not enough just to know that you're angry or that you're distracted. It's useful to understand how that happened, if not how it happened, to see the connection between the feeling of being angry and the cause of it, and then to prescribe some medicine for ourselves. So, and We know what the medicine is, the medicine is, anybody guess here? Yeah, meditation. What is meditation then? What are we doing? A bit quieting. Quieting ourselves. For example, if anger was coming up, how have we been doing it? Identifying the symptom, identifying the cause of the symptom, and prescribing the medicine. We're aware that there's anger. That's the cause of the dis-ease. As soon as we are able to be aware of the anger as a thought, then we're no longer angry, are we? It's much easier to calm ourselves and quiet the mind when we realize that there is an angry feeling. The the root of meditation and medicine, would that go to the same root? They're very similar. Who's the Latin expert here? Meditation actually means coming to the middle. Ah, It's mediating. We're mediating with the moment. We're trying to come back to a peaceful space. We're trying to return inside the temple, to be in the middle of things. That's exactly what we do when we're examining. This particular meditation practice is based on purifying our view, So that means it's like the doctor gets out the stethoscope and listens. What kind of a heartbeat am I hearing? What is it? Is it normal? Is it within the range? Let's take the age of the patient. Meditation means we're stopping and we're listening. What kind of mood is there in the mind? And you can always diagnose by asking, what am I thinking? Where is my mind? Is your mind in the room? Is it in the present moment? If it's not in the present moment, what's guaranteed? If we're not paying attention to the present moment, there's a very good chance that we're suffering. Because either we're thinking about the past, or we're thinking about the future, or we're thinking about the present moment, but not in a useful way. Not in a way that helps us to diagnose our dis-ease and see that there is noise that the noise is not me. We can come back to the middle and quiet the noise with compassion. Quiet it with loving-kindness. Quiet it with understanding. This is very important. Quieting the noise or quieting the distress is a way of quieting the mind. It doesn't matter what hindrance or what kind of weather system we are suffering from, we can stop and be aware. Studying ourselves, we're going to choose a way to sit down with ourselves. When we meditate, we're going to first try to get into a a correct posture. And some people will fidget for the whole meditation, because you keep thinking that there's a more perfect posture. There is no perfect posture. We just have to let go at a certain point and trust the present moment. Naturally, we we need to keep still. But the most important posture is the posture of the mind. It's the internal way that we hold ourselves. So always, as soon as you sit down and let go, make the commitment to be with yourself, to be alone with yourself, not to let your mind stray into the past or the future. Just keep asking yourself, what am I thinking? Keep bringing yourself back into the chair, back into your body moment by moment. If you want to self-diagnose, you have to pay attention to what's going on in your mind. Paying attention to the past does not give the correct diagnosis. Paying attention to the future, or to somebody else in the room, is not going to help your state of mind. Paying attention to our own experience is going to give us a key. And then you have to ask, where is my mind? What am I doing? How am I feeling? What am I feeling? Not how you felt this morning. Not how you think you're feeling. We're not thinking here. We're tasting, we're touching, We're listening. Tasting how I'm feeling? Well, yeah, it's like, get a taste for the present moment. Does it feel stressful or does it feel peaceful? Does it feel doable? Can you live? Can you be in your body now? Or do you have this feeling like you're going to explode? Yeah, what is it? Is it so tense that you can't be with it? Then just acknowledge that. I'm very, very tense. Or even better you can distance yourself from that a little bit by just saying there is a feeling of tension if you say I am tense you're owning it but by saying there is tension it's more like listening through a stethoscope so that it's no longer your tension, it's no longer your problem it's just a moment that's there it comes it's there while you're listening to it, then it's gone. Just like our thoughts. If we don't hold on to the pain and the difficulty and the problem, there's a chance that we're not going to get stuck in it. We have to give it a bit of space, give it a little bit of space. So that that helps us to come back to the moment. Every time we hold the moment and listen and then we let it go. So the moment of listening now is not the moment of listening a moment later. Every moment is new. That's why I said, this is the first session for all of us. Because it's going to be different than last week or than two weeks ago, three weeks ago. This is new. Whatever happened last time is not going to happen now. Whatever breath we breathe right now It's not going to happen now, because it passed. As soon as we've breathed it, it's finished. That's how we can work with our pain. We can understand that it isn't solid. It's new moment by moment. Just like listening through the stethoscope, it doesn't help to analyze the heartbeat that you're hearing now by remembering the heartbeat that you heard five minutes ago. As we purify our ability to listen, we can be more and more available to understand how we're doing, what we're really feeling, and how we can let go and practice letting go again and again. That's called mindfulness. It simply means paying attention, coming back again and again to the present moment. Right now, are you mindful of your posture? So now bring your attention to your posture. What do you notice? What are we like when we're with ourselves, generally? Are we like this? Inside of ourselves, or are we sitting up and feeling joyful? Three things I ask you to do today while you're meditating. One of them is, be aware of the tone of your listening. We're going to listen to the sound of silence. How do we listen? Are we listening with tension? Are we listening with fear? Or are we listening with all our hearts? That's the first thing. The second thing is, how often are you listening? Can you keep remembering to listen? Remembering to listen is very important. We might listen for a moment and then the mind starts to drift the right listening is to remember to keep listening to this breath this heartbeat and the third thing is what do you think the third thing that we should be doing while we're listening is let go not listening let go the mind that is not listening it's so simple (laughs) Is that okay? It's not simple. If you're not listening, that means that you're thinking. You're wandering outside somewhere. Let it go and come back to listening. If you're listening, keep listening. Remember to listen. And ask yourself, what is it? What am I hearing? What is there? Coming into the mind moment by moment. What is there in this breath, in this heartbeat? You're available totally to hear, and when you're not hearing, you let go whatever else it is. And when you are hearing, you remember to keep hearing. The most important thing to do is to be your own doctor. Be your own doctor, be your own nurse, don't be your own psychologist. (laughs) (laughs) This is not psychology, you don't need to go there. All we have to do is direct traffic, You be your own policeman. Directing traffic means if you see thoughts, you tell them where to go. Out, out. Crossing that bridge and keeping the traffic going smoothly. To remember that. Being your own doctor means not only that you see the mind, you see how distressed, how unsettled, or how disturbed, or how distracted it is and knowing that is the most important thing. You know it. That's already half the doctor's job. What's the other half? What's the other half of his her job? Treating. Yes, treat. Prescribe. What's the prescription? Come back to the present moment. That means we let it go. It's a thought. If the mind is troubled, that means it's stuck on some kind of memory or thought or emotion or opinion, a judgment. We're thinking, thinking, thinking. The prescription is not thinking. It's not to think. How do you not think? You let the thought go. We can only let the thought go if we recognize that it's just a thought. If we trust... That our awareness of that thought gives us the power to let it pass. And as soon as we are sitting and become able to notice that we're aware of our thoughts, it puts us at a tremendous point of advantage. Then we can doctor ourselves. But if we prescribe the medicine not to think and then we keep thinking, what are we? Bad patients. non-compliant and bad patience means also that we are impatient if we don't want to take the medicine what's the prognosis bad (laughs) if you don't want to take the medicine then you're just gonna continue to live with those habits we'll never be able to train a mind that is that stubborn that non-compliant that resistant that lazy, or that distrustful, or that doubtful. Really what we're saying is, I don't trust this. But just to be aware, be aware, and to listen to the moment, to see, and to keep asking yourself, where is my attention? What's happening? And to see, am I taking the medicine? If you've made the diagnosis and you're clear about the illness and then you don't take the medicine, no use. All the mantras in the world won't help you. You're still caught up in anxiety, in worry, in depression, in despair about life, about somebody else, about the past or the future, whatever it is with this practice for it to really be effective you have to keep taking the medicine all the time and this medicine does work just to be paying attention and coming back to paying attention and knowing when you're not paying attention what could be more simple but it's hard to do hard to do One of the things is that we we don't believe that we can doctor ourselves, or that we can heal ourselves, or that we can do this to any satisfaction. We may have bought into this feeling that it's too late, I'm too old, or I'm too busy. This practice is really about not doing anything, and we can do it everywhere. Whether we're walking, sitting, standing or lying down. You can always say, what is the mind doing? Is it just like a mirror of the moment? Am I just listening, just feeling, without a layer of thinking? If you're thinking about your feeling, that's not just feeling. That's why pain is so helpful. The mind should be concentrated and focused on just this moment. On just this experience, it's a a taste, tasting experience, a touching experience, like is it soft, feel your skin, feel it. Is it soft or hard, bony or sweaty, cold, hot, like that, then that's meditation. If you're thinking, gee, my fingers are bony. And that's an evaluation. You've got an opinion. And the next thing you know, you're thinking about gaining weight or losing weight. I'd like to ask you to practice in the four postures. Sitting, standing, and when you're walking, noticing the movement of your feet. Left, right, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. Instead of thinking about where you already haven't gotten. <laughs> that you've arrived but you haven't arrived you're, you're in your car and you're not even you haven't even left your apartment but you've already driven out of Ottawa mm-hmm. stay in live your life now mm-hmm. and be alive and use these postures when you go to sleep tonight try to watch yourself fall asleep and bring your mind to the present moment so you can fall asleep so peacefully then when you wake up try to see which breath you woke up on, your in-breath or your out-breath, and then you can tell me next time. (laughs) I wish you well.